This is a production of KMMedia.pro. Welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple, to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So come on over into our world. I know you'll like it, because on today's show... ...where I get to present uh, somebody that is... um, so good. She's got two different names and two different careers, and she's done a lot of different things in her life. And she is with us today. She's also an author, and um, she is a blues singer and songwriter. And she's a Renaissance woman of the 21st century. Joy, which is her name now, is Juniper Jillian Joy, is best known for having two successful careers. One is a soulful Nashville recording blues artist and songwriter. And uh, while she also managed her own business, Shannon Success Strategies, and she's a life coach, financial strategist. She's done virtually everything. So we're going to have a great time. I hope you stay with us for the entire time. But first, Eric, it's I need air conditioning tomorrow or the next day, I think. <laughs> it's not going to be that hot, Kevin. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll finally be in the 70s again, which will be nice. Won't that be special? And I actually had my windows washed, so now I can see outside. It'll be nice. <laughs> Fantastic. You might even <laughs> step outside and enjoy it. Well, I didn't tell you. I, I couldn't tell you because I haven't seen you, but I have always been a dog person. And uh, I have my my uh, my best friend passed away a couple of years ago. And so somehow I got a wild hair. Uh, I don't know where I got it, but it, it, I went to uh, a rescue and I picked up a little, a little, a pretty little dog, and she's two years old, and and so now I'm a dog owner, so now I have to get outside. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, I do the same. Anytime it's a nice day, got to take my dog out for a stroll. Exactly, and they and they love it, and and you get to have a lot of fun with them. Now I I used to be able to take uh, Wesley was his name, and he didn't have to be on a leash, and he was very obedient. Um, I can't say that about this child. So we're going to have a, a <laughs> whole brand new learning experience. You'll get there with a little training, a little time. Uh, indeed, indeed. Well, thank you very much, Eric. And I know that, you know, we mentioned prior to that you've heard the name uh, Tammy Shannon. Uh, but don't necessarily recall the specific, specific recordings, but uh, I'll have she to was, check out the music. Yeah, she's still in the Tennessee. And uh, so she's, you know, she's not in Nashville. She's, I think, uh, a, a suburb outside of there, but well, a lot but, of amazing music has come out of Tennessee. Indeed, indeed. And uh, uh, Juniper Jillian Joy, how are you today? And tell me that I have not massacred your name, please. <laughs> you did great. I am doing well. Thanks for having me on the show. <laughs> you are so what? Now, if I drop into an, a, a uh, southern accent, it's not. It's just, <laughs> I don't want you to think that I'm disparaging you in any way. Absolutely not. <laughs> I love your accent, by the way. Thank you. And you are the author of a brand new book. Mm-hmm. And let's talk about the book, first of all, and then your background and how the book came to be. And yeah. the name of the book is? The First Story of Intentions, uh, subtitled The Introduction to the Inner Child. Oh, mm-hmm. very nice. And where, why did that book come to be? Because of my childhood trauma, I didn't, I never understood some things that were going on in my life. And, 
And even some of the choices I made, you know, you don't really realize that inner child trauma plays huge roles in, in the decisions that you make. And um, in 2015, I divorced and really needed to heal uh, because I didn't want to follow suit and have the same type of relationship again. And I traveled the last seven years healing my inner child, studying under some very brilliant minds about holistically how to, what the effects of the inner child actually have on every cell in the body that that trauma sets in your organs. And um, it, that's, it's going to be pretty exciting to talk about some of these things um, as we, you know, depending on who asks what, but a very exciting. And I just needed to change my life. I was very happy, very successful in my uh, business and professional life, but I was miserable in my person. I was miserable at home and I had to change that, you know, not just for me, but for my daughters and my friends. And, you know, people looked up to me as an example and I didn't feel like I was a good example, even though I thought I was, you know, I was doing the best I could. I just didn't understand what I needed to do until then. Well, and I can tell you this, <laughs> and I'm not sure I mentioned this to you, but I worked for a company out of Northwest Arkansas for six years. It was a chicken company called Simmons. And so I became, I would have to go, I got to go to Arkansas on a <laughs> bunch of different occasions and got to meet the people there and, and the, and the type of different, the different type of people that are in yeah. different parts of the country. Absolutely. And you grew up in South or in Northeast Arkansas. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And those people were very similar and in a Pentecostal family. So it was mm -hmm. very, the things like, um, if you cut your hair or you right. wore, or you said a certain thing, right. or you, you were not allowed. Very strict. You're very strict and you were not allowed to be the person that you were, which also, by the way, meant that you kept your mouth shut regardless of what was happening to you. Exactly. That's right. No pants, no cutting my hair, no TV. Um, it was it was very strict growing up. And there was a point in time when you were 12 that something happened and that because of the strictness and the 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 you were to keep your mouth closed and you couldn't say what had happened to you. You were yeah. abused when you were 12, which which right led to a lot of different problems in your life. It did. Absolutely. Yes, I was. And I'm, I'm, first of all, I am so sorry that that happened to you. You know, now, thank you for saying that. At the time, I thought it was the worst thing that ever happened. Um, and of course, as, as you go through life now, I know had anything, literally anything differently had happened in my life. Any one thing had changed. I wouldn't be who I am today. So I'm as much as I'd like to say, you know, a, a horrible thing that happened, but it really has basically kind of pioneered, if you will, me becoming truly myself. And it's important for all of us to recognize that the experience that we have in our lives mm -hmm. are really there for our betterment as as horrific as that may seem right. but if, 
if you look at the at the big picture the fifty thousand foot view and you can look back now at how that changed you and sent you on a seven-year journey of Mm self-discovery which led to the book which will help other people who are behind you but in the same journey does that make sense absolutely you Congratulations. Had, you had it, yes. Thank you very much. It's really exciting. How's the book doing so far? And when did it come out? Yeah, it came out uh, a few weeks ago. So it's been out about three or four weeks. Uh, it's doing really well. Um, uh, I had a great call from Amazon and uh, they're doing some really interesting things with us. They chose my book for uh, some special things that they wanted to do. And uh, because of what it is and and what it's about and it was re- it's been really an amazing journey so i'm excited about i'm excited to see what all's going on <laughs> you know when we first when we first talked i was very impressed with your energy with the person that you are your lovely smile all, all the things about you that have made you the person that you are and i want to support you and help you to get the word out about with the book and about your work so that more people can be helped and learn how to heal themselves from the issues that are brought to them by mostly other people. Right. Absolutely. And I, I love it. Thank you for the opportunity. So tell us about the book. What, what exactly is it about? What did you write about? Okay. That, so the, the first story of intentions, um, I wanted it to be, um, I wrote it like a fantasy fiction fable, even though, Every every character in the book is a real character. It's a real person, but I changed the name and I shared uh, their experience. So the main, there are five characters, main characters, and all five of those characters are me at different times in my life. So uh, what I did was I took my experience and rewound it, if you will, and created the characters to So the older characters are actually teaching the younger characters how to maneuver their life, how to create neurogenesis and um, really cut off the negative thoughts, cut out the voices in their head of all the people who say you can, you, this is telling you who you are, what you can and cannot do, what you will never do and stop all those limitations and so that you can become yourself and break those limited barriers to a limitless possibilities of opportunities for yourself by creating them and attracting them into your life. And by getting rid of the negative thoughts about the inner child. And right. because, you know, we all have those. We all had issues that happened to us when we were little. Uh-huh. And, and it doesn't have to be as horrific of what happened to you. Right. It can be bullying. It can be an older sibling that was mean or, you know, and just a no. myriad of things that affect us. And no. how did you come to the realization that, and I know you've done a lot of work over the last seven years, mm-hmm. you came to the realization that your inner child was not treating you well. What was that like? Well, actually, I came to the realization that I wasn't treating my inner child well. Oh, okay. That's the key that most people. So what happens to us, Kevin, is that while we're growing up, so by the time we are five years of age, our core foundation of our character 
has formed, and that is our self-awareness, our self-esteem, our self-worth. Those all pay our self-confidence. Those are that's the foundation of who we're going to become, how we're going to act, how we're going to allow other people to treat us in our life, right? And that is it either grows and gets better and better you know and you become you create these you speak from your heart openly vulnerably intimately without fear you know creating standing in your own power creating healthy boundaries and limitations or you listen to all these voices of everyone else you trust other people over yourself if your self-confidence is low and your self-awareness is you're really not self-aware then it's kind of like this song you'll fall for anything because you don't really know you so you're guessing and you're playing and you're making these choices that are really bad for you and they're adding to your negative uh trauma you know and experiences that you have as an adult you know you marry the wrong people you're attracting someone else that's traumatized and maybe they can't express it as openly as you can but i i realized i wasn't treating i needed to reparent my inner child my mother was amazing and you know my fear of marrying someone like my father was this big but my intention to never marry someone like my father was like this big and you and you don't mean it to be that way but that's really what happens because it's all subconscious your subconscious when you have childhood trauma what happens is your hippocampus and your thalamus will literally stop and if something if if they even think your mind thinks that an experience is going to be followed up by another one like it it will just cut it off and it won't even give you an opportunity to have or process that opportunity for a positive one because it sees it you know it's like a trigger that's what a trigger you know have you ever had a trigger kevin where you go oh, yeah. in and yeah that's what happens is most people don't even know why they had the trigger but it is based on a childhood trauma that wasn't healed and and uh, released and that haunts you into your adulthood and beyond in Absolutely. some cases people never get over it Absolutely. Yeah, and PTSD, all of these things grow, mental health issues, they all grow from emotional health issues. That so let's, <clears throat> let's talk about how you in in your book and in, in your work and in your life are helping people um reintroduce themselves to the inner child. Yeah. So the inner child, what I do is I started creating strategies for myself because I was so numb. It's hard to notice that you would never know it to meet me now, but I was so numb in my life, Kevin, I never cried, I never shed a tear. I would not let people see me cry. Um I was uh emotionally numb, honestly, and that led me to so many things. So what happened was realizing that people being married to someone that was verbally abusive that said these horrible things that I was so numb to that one day it just snapped and I realized I can't live this way anymore so what happens 
when you have that realization, you're never going to go back to that. You're going to go and find yourself. So anyone that's having an experience with the inner child or they, um, let's see, the easiest way to kind of explain this is that when you have the trauma to your core character, you're not really sure if the decisions that you're making are the right ones. And then when you are looking at it, because you're not asking yourself. So what I started doing was I had to find my own joy and I didn't even know where my joy was. <laughs> I didn't know where to start. You know, did, it's did like, you look underneath oh my gosh. yeah, it, it was like, I can't even imagine where do I begin this process? So what I started doing was I, I started asking myself really small things like, and back then I was Tammy. So <laughs> I would say to myself, Tammy, do you want to drink water? And I'd say, so you're asking yourself, that's a, it's a great way to start to communicate with your inner child. And it's like playing a little game, right? But you're invoking your inner child to answer. And I'd go, yes, I do. So I'd give myself a drink of water and be like, hmm, right? And that felt good to give myself something I needed. And then I started playing bigger, wider games. So I would ask myself about every meal. It'd be just like if you were holding. So if you pretend you're holding an infant child, but that child is maybe three or four years old, okay? So that child can communicate back with you in responses that you understand. And you say to yourself, now I would say, Juniper, do I feel safe in this environment where I am? Do I feel safe and nurtured? If that answer comes back, no, pick yourself up and leave. You know, really. But, and I do check checks. I do regular check-ins like every few minutes. I'm like, do I still feel okay in this situation? But a really fun thing that I do is I go in my closet before when I'm getting ready for like this interview, (laughs) before I leave, really, I let my inner child dress me every day. And I go into the closet and I say, okay, Juniper, go to town. What are we wearing today? (laughs) And literally, it's so fun because have you ever seen a little child that come, they come out with their parents and they're wearing one shoe (laughs) on their left foot? And one on the right and a different sock or, you know, these different things. These are why schools do all these really fun activities. And they do today's purple day, you right? You know, blue day, red day. So really fun activities because kids really, that's something that really invokes joy. And they're just some fun exercises that I started to work with and, and strategize with myself to really start to in, invoke my own joy. So it was really a, a fun thing to do. Now, you said that you were working with mm-hmm. some really cool people over the last seven years. I have, yes. Any Anyone you'd care to, you know, like, who who's your, who's your favorite? You know, I have to sign non-disclosures. I would love to. Right. <laughs> I would love to, but I, oh, come I on. sign non-disclosures, and they are very strict about that. Uh, because you know it's a it's a pretty sensitive thing. People don't want their information shared, and it's it's up to them to share it. I can give you examples of of things if you 
um, if you want to talk about anything in particular, you know? No, I'm not interested in seeing a lawyer tomorrow afternoon. <laughs> Quite frankly, because uh, they, you know how they are. Yeah. Um, so, but uh, no, that's good. But you just suffice but I can to share. say, yeah, you, I can you share had some, some really good experiences. I have absolutely. And and what did they teach you over that time? It's really interesting because what during these processes, so men that I, the men that I was working with, my male clients would say to me. Well, I don't understand. Uh, I'm, you know, what I realized was the men were very logical thinkers. So they really, men as a whole, you know, statistically, they really struggled to get to the emotion and they didn't understand how to get to the emotion, you know, of themselves, the emotional center, which really is driven by the inner child. Men are taught, you know, to go out, you know, and make the money and, that's that's what they were taught to do they really weren't taught to be um you know and and i guess really now they are a little better than that being taught to be you know more attentive fathers because they're you know they're having children at the age of 30 you know rather than having children as teenagers and in their 20s so it really has is really interesting and then where women women are primarily they're more emotionally in tune and because they're nurturers by nature, of course, we have the children, you know, uh, we're the ones carrying the child and giving birth to the child. So we have this, we have, we understand, you know, the inner child is very similar to, you know, like carrying a child inside your physical being, you know, so that's, that's been, those were very key factors in my book because I really had to take an, I really had to bring in the science of the logic of the inner child and how to get to that emotional center. So what I did in my writing and in, in my strategies, actually, you know, as I, I will intentionally do like a boxer, it's like a, a left, right, and then a center. <laughs> so what I'm doing is I'm having them think logically and then going intertwining and and really making them i'll say something that their inner child is saying to me and i'll say now ask yourself if your inner child said that and they'll say oh my gosh it did you know like one of my clients is really funny but he's sitting there and his inner child said i want to pick off <laughs> i'm not kidding because i was we were i was in a in a play you know it's like you have to enjoy invoke joy to the inner child and he confirmed yes my inner child did say that to you and then it's really pulling in the amygdala because we're really in intertwining and and calming the nervous system so my book you know uh, in my strategies is all intertwined into the book in a way that the reader can kind of you know uh, how would I say this? I've never had to answer this question before, but it's a really good way to try and explain it. So as you read, part of the way that I wrote the book very intentionally is that uh, because of the logic and the consciousness, we are pulling, because they're reading consciously, we're intertwining the subconsciousness and the amygdala while they're physically reading the book in a one, two, three, one, two, three. So my writing is very intentional to do that so that we're cutting off the negative 
neurons that have been firing over and over and over in the brain. And we're firing and creating neurogenesis inside the brain, which is what I did for myself. I literally was able to completely cut off the negative neurons. And now I, the only thing that's in my life and all I ever think are positive thoughts, intentions and affirmations with gratitudes. A lot of people will tell me that, um, they, they know a lot of part, you know, the frontal lobe and the left and the right. And what is amygdala? What, 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 the amygdala is the part of the brain. So most people, they say, well, the only organ that can grow is the liver. That's not true. No, the brain can, can the brain? grow and rewire itself and do absolutely. And the, absolutely, that's the neurogenesis. And then the amygdala is the part of the brain that if you were com to compare an MRI to someone who meditates with someone that doesn't, you'll see that the uh, the on the MRI, the amygdala of the person that meditates could be up to twice as big as per as a person that does not meditate. And that's the creative center of your body. Your it's the imagination, the wonder. That's, you know, it goes hand in hand with the inner child to really grow your limitless possibilities in your own life and attract what you want to become, you know, everything you want to attract into your life beautifully. And that it ultimately, isn't that what we are all after? Absolutely. To live our best lives. Absolutely. <laughs> Everybody wants to, it's like you get a front row seat in becoming what you, the change you want to see in your own life. And that's now, a beautiful thing. When you left in 2015 mm -hmm. to, to a dysfunctional relationship, mm -hmm. now, had you had a bunch of those dysfunctional relationships? or was I, it Well, unfortunately, I've been married more than once. And um, in a way, yes. You know, I, I've had, um, haven't been a big dater. I got married. You know, that's what I did. Uh, I've just not a, apparently not a great dater. You know, I always got married, but um, it's really interesting that um, during those, those relationships, they really were very similar, you know, I, I, and I said to someone the other day, I said, it's really interesting because they could have all probably worn the same pants. I mean, they had the same, you know, characteristics. They were all very alpha men, um, but turned out to be, uh, and, turned out to be very um, toxic. You know, it, the relationships turned out to be very toxic for me because I kept growing and elevating and they remained the same. And that's a hard, those are hard relationships to remain in, you know, when you have that dynamic going on. Well, and the other difficult part is that um, depending upon what part of the country that you're from and the right. upbringing of, of the folks that are, that are there, Mm -hmm. There are different parts of the country that see you would you would find different men not all the time but more different types of men in the Northwest which they used to call the Left Coast when <laughs> when I was in Arkansas and uh, you get you you live on the Left Coast oh geez that's that Clinton country isn't it and anyway so um, but there are there are generational things mm -hmm. that go back a hundred long long time. Absolutely. Of, of what these guys are expected to do and how they're expected mm -hmm. to be. By the way, we're talking 
with Juniper Jillian Joy. She's written the book, The in a Great Intention. They're, let's see. The first story of intention. First story of intention. Thank you so much. <laughs> I couldn't get it turn turn over. Anyway, the first <laughs> story right. of intentions, the introduction to the inner child. We need to take a break, but when we come back, we're going to talk more with Jillian about on her writing style and and uh, or and what you do. Again, Juniper Jillian Joy. Go to her website, which is uh, Jupiter Jillian Join Joy dot <laughs> dot com, and uh, we'll be right back. You're listening to Positive Talk Radio. Right here on KKNW 1150 AM. Stay where you are. Hello, everybody. If I could have your attention, please. I have an important announcement to make just for you. As you may know, PTR is heard and seen on radio, KKNW, and now Kixie, several websites, podcasts, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and most social media. At PTR, we believe in working together to make the world a better place. And because you're listening, we know that you're dedicated to the same. So we'd like to support your efforts by offering an outstanding multimedia package for you at a deeply discounted rate. As our partner, you'll receive commercial creation, both video and audio, at least 10 commercial plays per week, a monthly show to highlight your business and passion, exclusive website positioning with links, video shorts for social media, commercial plays on all shows, podcasts, KKNW, and Kixie. Your commercial is embedded into each episode and as a podcast is sent to over 50 different platforms. All shows are performed live and sent to Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter and stay there forever. Your podcast episodes are provided to you to use as you see fit. This one-time offer is only $250 a week based on a 13-week commitment. And as our partner, we are vested in your success and will do everything in our power to make it happen. However, there are limited spots available, so don't hesitate. Please email me at kevin at kmmedia.pro, and let's get the ball rolling. When you want to say more than words, communicate. You can with flowers. Your custom boutique floral studio in Bothell, Washington is anaturaldesign.com, connecting you to nature through the language of flowers. Where your people are is where our flowers are beautiful. Your success is our goal. anaturaldesign.com at your fingertips today. Hey there, I would personally like to thank you for making Positive Talk Radio part of your day. Whether you like podcasts or the radio show, we're glad to have you along. I'd love to hear from you with thoughts about the show and ways that we can make it even better. You are the reason we do these shows, because the more people we can touch, the better we can make the planet and our time here just magnificent. Please contact me, Kevin, at kmmedia.pro with any thoughts, comments, or suggestions. And thank you for being in my dream. And welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. You're listening to KKNW, 1150 AM. It is uh, Wednesday afternoon at 435, and I'm glad that you're here. We're interested in, and we're having a great conversation with our guest for the hour. She is a soulful singer. She's a songwriter. She's an author. 
And uh, she spent the last seven years of her life trying to figure out and making changes to her life that so that she can live it the way I believe the universe intended for her to be able to live her life. But it's sometimes you got to clear out the guck before you can get to the good stuff. And you spent the last seven years doing that. Um, she's written a book. And it's the first story of intentions, the introduction to the inner child. And uh, Juniper Jillian Joy is with us. And I got to tell you, you're a fun person to have around. I, I do have to say. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. Fun to be around. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I can only imagine. But uh, by, by the way, now you live in Tennessee. How far away do you live from Nashville? I am in uh, Williamson County, which is about uh, 11 miles south. Uh, for uh, na downtown Nashville. Oh, very good. So you've you've had uh, some of the greatest music in the world has come out of Nashville. Absolutely, there's so much talent. It's ridiculous. Just sick, <laughs> sick <Yeah>. talent. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and you actually did very well as a singer, and you went mm -hmm. at that by at that time by the name of Tammy Shannon. And you change that to uh, what you're doing now, which is Juniper Jillian Joy. And what precipitated the change? Well, when I, after I healed my inner child, uh, after traveling the world for seven years, healing my inner child, working with uh, holistic uh, uh, neuroscientists of uh, just really brilliant minds, um, I was meditating for about a I went from a 15 minute meditation to, I will meditate for up to 18 hours at a time. Um, and I do that uh, a few times a week, uh, simply because um, it's just who I am now. I'm always seeking answers and I wanna make sure that I'm doing the right thing. And after I healed, you know, my inner child and started these long meditations, my spirit warrior walked into me while I was meditating. Literally, I could feel her walk into me. And um, I just could not live the same way that I used to live. And I couldn't live as Tammy Shannon anymore. And God asked me to change my, my name to Joy, my last name to Joy. And I meditated to seek the, the rest of my names so Juniper is my inner child's name. Jillian is my teacher, educator name. And Joy is not only my intention for my life, but my intention for, I want to bring joy to the entire world, everyone. Did you say you meditate 18 hours a day sometimes? I, I have, absolutely. I do that a few times a week. I do very long meditations. <laughs> no, I, I, I want to say here, uh, right now, that a meditation is an important aspect of your life, but you don't have to do it for 18 hours. You can do it at five minutes or a 10 Absolutely. minutes. Minute. Yeah, five or 10, 15 minutes. Absolutely. Uh, just anything to shut the noise out and just be centered with yourself. But I'm curious to know what what uh, epiphanies did, other than your, your, your warrior guide walking in, mm -hmm. what other epiphanies would you have in a, those long marathon uh, sessions that uh, I assume that you were also given what we, what I would affectionately call downloads. Of. Yes, absolutely. And so talk about that a little bit. So when 
so what I call them guidance where, you know, most people understand them as downloads. So as I was healing my inner child, what happens is when you're coming into yourself and you're connecting with your inner child, you're literally growing your communication with every part of your body down to the very cells of your body, to the very essence of your soul and your spirit warrior, which is amazing. So what happens is that in addition to getting the download through the spiritual you know, realm where you're really getting all the data on yourself, you're really getting to know yourself. So when you meditate, what happens is you're really going inside yourself to find out who you were meant to be, right? The two most important dates in the world is the day you're born and the day you find out why. So I was seeking, who am I supposed to be, right? So as I began to find out and I was getting these downloads, what God started to use me in a very interesting way. So what happened to me was that God started using astral projection. So I was astral projected out of my body. You know, I was in my highest self already, but God would through astral projection, put me into, as a walk-in into someone else. And I started, I was keeping and uh, recording all of these journeys, every meditative journey I've had, I've recorded them. And what was happening was I would go into someone that was, uh, I know now was about to die. You know, they were God told me this later. I didn't know at the time. I would just thought I was going into them and they would say to me, I, who are you? I feel you here. And at the time I was still, you know, when it began, I was still Tammy. And I would say, I was sent by God and, and I, God sent me here to give you a choice. And uh, there were some amazing experiences where they were given choices and uh, one of the gentlemen was a security guard and he had severe PTSD and he had been um, trying to provoke death, if you will. I didn't realize this until afterwards, you know, I came back, um, you know, but um, it was a very emotional journey. Uh, but I would go from one person to another during those journeys. And I still do that. God still uses me in that way. And I've never met those people face to face. I just know their spirit. I know their heart, you know, and you're very connected to those people. And if you don't know what astral projection is, you can Google that. It's a, it's, it's a true thing. It's a very powerful thing. And it's a very respected. I respect it, you know. Um, but it was amazing because this gentleman, his name was Ronnie and what happened with him was he had been on three different deployments um, in the military and he was so afraid that he would hurt his family. His PTSD was so severe that he left his family. So, and he, he was a full-time military guy and he was a military uh, or he was security guard for, um, a high profile, um, person, I'll put it that way. Uh, and what happened was there was, um, a bomb on a yacht 
and someone's going to confirm this. <laughs> but what happened was there was, God told me there was a bomb on the yacht. Didn't know, he didn't tell me where. I just said, told Ronnie where it was, that it was there. And so he had a choice. And the choice was to get everybody out, you know, start getting everyone off, you know, and make arrangements to save everyone or die with everyone on, on or get everybody off and then go back on and kill himself because he had really truly been asking to die. He was taking all of these uh, roles that were very high risk and uh, he really truly wanted to die because he was so um, disturbed. So what ended up happening was he chose that day to save not only his life, but the lives of everyone on that boat. And when they pushed it out, we watched it blow up um, as they, you know, within seconds of them pushing it out. So it was an amazing thing. So I've had some amazing things happen to me um, because I am constantly, I trust God a hundred percent. He runs my life. I literally, my, my, true slogan, if I were to say one, would be, I'm not thinking, I'm thankful. And it's been an amazing journey for me. Well, you, you, we didn't finish the story. Did he Did he survive that? He did. He survived. And uh, he literally, he got everyone off. And we were all standing. I was still, as a walk-in, you know, through astral projection, inside him. And we saw everybody pushed the yacht out. They were on this huge yacht they gave it a big shove and pushed it out into the water and within minutes it literally blew up within minutes of everybody getting off so it was really unbelievable wow and that that's that's really an interesting story now somebody's going to google that you know absolutely and, they should and, because it really happened it's been an amazing journey there have been so many uh, for the last five years, that is a way that God has been using me all over the world. I, I don't know. It's amazing because I see the people around us, but I never see the person, the actual person that I'm in. You know what I mean? Because uh, sure. I never look in the mirror. You know, we're not looking in the mirror. We're we're doing an action. But because Ronnie, you know, his name was Ronald, but because this gentleman, um, or at least that's what I called him in the book. Let me put it that way. <laughs> um, that's his name in the book. But these are things that really happened along my journey. And so during those meditations, um, but what happened was I was sent in those walk-ins as through pro astral projection. And every time it happens the same, they feel my presence um, and they, so what had happened was they had given up all of these people had given up that their the hope of unconditional god's unconditional love existing they had given up hope and i was there god sent me inside them to let them know <laughs> and and you then were able to consider, to tell them that that there is hope uh that absolutely the, uh, yeah they well, could you, feel it and it was amazing <laughs> really well and and you know that 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 uh death is kind of an illusion anyway it is and, and it's not it, it doesn't solve anything i've i've been witness to several um suicides and they mm -hmm. don't solve the thing 
Um, All they do is hurt other people. And so if, and so speaking of which, since this is Positive Talk Radio, (laughs) I do need to make this public service announcement. If you are feeling down, if you're feeling like you are suicidal or your life isn't worth anything, Mm. there's a number I want you to call. It's 988. That is a federal number now where you can get the help that you need. Uh, There are counselors that are standing there 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and they will help you. Uh, be able to uh, uh, get through some of the issues. They can get you the counseling that you need and do whatever they need to do. So that number again is 988. Since we're talking about that, I just wanted to make sure I brought that up. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great thing. So what are you going to, so I got to tell you, you've written a book and I sense that there's another book in you coming. It's actually going to be coming very soon. I'm so excited. I'm What's almost, the name of the- <laughs> Oh, my gosh. I, uh, I, I am fighting over the title. That's the delay right now as I'm debating. Um, it's really beautiful, but it is a sequel to the first book uh, in the family. And it's it's just a beautiful story, but it's about it's only going to be about a hundred pages, so it's a very quick read, and it's just a very positive. You know, it's it's really uh, I love to teach using my characters to help other people learn about themselves through the the stories of my characters. And what I'm sorry again, what the book? What's the book going to be about again? It's a it's a sequel, so. It's the family of, you know, it's the the ending of the first story of intentions picks up in this book. Oh, okay, perfect. Yeah. So so then it now, now is it gonna become a trilogy? It's uh, it, there may be I think there's gonna be a lot of books about it. It's because it's about real life and real experiences, it's gonna be I, I don't know how many books are gonna be in there yet. But quite a few. <laughs> well, good. Well, you need to keep on doing what you're doing. It's important work. I love it's, it. It's important work, and and you are you are helping people. And if they want, and now this book has only been out three weeks, right? Right. It's only been live three or four weeks now. And so you can the people can go pick it up at Amazon. Yes, they can. And um, again, the the author's name is Juniper Jillian Joy, and you can go to her website which oddly enough is juniperjillianjoy.com. Mm-hmm. And you can find out more about her, about the book, about some of the work that she's doing. Now you are, you, you've, you become quite a, 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 a much more spiritual person than you ever were before. Have you thought about, uh, are you still coaching? Are you still working with people in that respect? I am. Um, Instead of coaching on, so I have a financial practice where I I coach clients there uh, from um, the ground up to create a business all the way into Fortune 500 companies that I've worked with, um, teaching them uh, to target their intention at the inner child experience. And now um, I uh, have a consulting practice uh, with Joy University, where I coach people on just loving their inner child, getting reliving. Basically, it's it's like what I do now is it's like the second opportunity of a lifetime where you go back. It's like 
when you ask someone, do you want to go back to your childhood? Where would you go? What would you do? <laughs> well, this gives you a chance to go back and re and live your life without going back. So you're reliving your life beautifully with love, peace, and, and joy in your life. Instead of fear, anxiety, and stress, you're flipping all of those to turn them into positivity and beautiful, just um, having a beautiful life. And you're doing that with your inner child as your partner. And it's a beautiful thing to see the two, um, the life just transform. It's been an amazing experience. It's really magical. Now, do you spend a great deal of time talking about uh, when you're talking to people and their inner child and what the abuse and trauma that we all go through or what they went through specifically, do you also talk about forgiveness and letting Absolutely. it go? It's a requirement. And, and we're not talking about forgiving other people. You can't forgive what happens to the psyche of the inner child and our entire emotional system. So we get stuck in the limpic loop system and, uh, the cycle, uh, which tells you, okay, this doesn't feel good, you know, and you get emotionally stunted when you have childhood trauma or inner child trauma. What happens is you get emotionally stunted. It keeps you from making healthy decisions in your life. And that inner child response system is, um, is key to doing that. It's your gatekeeper to everything. And when you heal that, you are you become limitless if you can think it you can if you can see it imagine it you can be it and that's the truth and that's something that we're just breaking down all of those old conditioned barriers and all those other beliefs that are generational that have been taught you know you can you can't you know all of these things and what you're really doing is you are reparenting your inner child so that you have all of the experience that you've had in your life, but you're cutting off all those negative thoughts because you're you're killing or flipping that off and turning on the positivity by firing your own neurogenesis. And it's amazing. You really get to see it. But we do address all of uh, the forgiveness because what happens is that's a huge part. And I address that uh, as a big part in the book really because what happens is if you can't forgive yourself a lot of times when something happens to us we shame ourselves we guilt ourselves like shame on me i shouldn't have done that i should i should have known better really well you can't know better until you know better and you can't know better unless you're aware of your entire self and what your what is right for you and you can't do that with other people's voices in your head. You've got to cut that off. And some of those voices are people that you that have that you grew up with, that their fathers, mothers, uh, close friends, uh, bosses, all kinds, all kinds yeah. of yeah. insidious. You know, <clears throat> I had a voice of a six-year-old boy in my head for years really? because I thought he was smarter than me when I was six. Oh my! And then I woke up one day and said. He was six years old. What the hell did he know? <laughs> Why do they know? <laughs> so it was like, yeah. that's pretty stupid that you allowed that to rattle around in your brain for 15 years, 20 yeah. years. 
when it was a a, a six year old kid who who wouldn't doesn't even remember any of that now, and you and you remember it like it was yesterday. Yeah. And we all have those kind of uh, those we kind do. of memories. And that's a great example. That but that's exactly what happens. Or think of those people. There were so many people that have been bullied by someone in school or primary. I was bullied, and it, it's amazing because I thought this girl was my friend, but she was not. She was a manipulative girl. And, you know, and it's what I have found is that these kids in the uh, in today's world, I noticed that raising my own daughters, girls became mean around, you know, in the fifth grade. And that's a tough age for little girls. And then going up because they're very competitive. They look at each other and they, they have this jealousy and that's a shame. If our inner child, without inner child trauma, that doesn't happen when there is no inner child trauma. So there's some really beautiful um, blessings that come to healing your inner child besides just peace of mind, loving yourself so that you have healthy relationships, you know, and having joy in your life. I absolutely. By the way, this has been a great conversation. I've really enjoyed you. having you on the show. <laughs> you're 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 pretty awesome. You're a great host. <laughs> <laughs> well, why now? Thank you very much. You're I, so welcome. I, <laughs> I truly I do appreciate that. No, I'm, I'm sorry. I uh, love your southern your southern accent. There, it's excellent. Was it really? <laughs> it sounds pretty good. <laughs> it sounds, uh, it sounds I, like I, you're I, from the backwoods or something. I don't know. <laughs> but I like it. It's entertaining. Well, when I was, like I said, when I was in Arkansas, and it was this was Northwest Arkansas, uh -huh. and I was riding with uh, one of the guys that he was born and bred in Northwest Arkansas, and oh, I pointed down, I pointed down a um, a trail. It wasn't even, it wasn't really much of a road, and I said. So what's up there? And he said, I don't know. I ain't going up there to find out neither. <laughs> so you know, I love that. So it's it's just amazing. By the way, again, we've been talking with uh, uh, Juniper Jillian Joy. Um, she is a wonderful human being. She's done a lot of changes. She's got the book, The First Story of Intentions the introduction to the inner child uh it's on amazon now it's been out there for three weeks you can go to her website and find out all about her she's got lots she's going to be doing she's a young lady so she's got lots of time to do all kinds of things in the future and i'd like to really thank you for being here oh thank you so much for having me i love and it well, you are most welcome. And, and guess what? On Friday at noon, we're going to talk about intimacy. So you'll have to tune into that, mm -hmm. um, uh, Juniper, and we'll talk uh, with uh, with our friend about that. But I I'd like it. to thank you for being here. I'd like to thank everybody. And just remember, be kind to one another because mm -hmm. each other's all we've got. We'll see you Friday at noon, then at 3. <laughs>